0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled Intersections. It's part of World War Cthulhu Cold War series. Matthew Sanderson is our game master, and this is episode 12. Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. So, without further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Jeff?
1: Thanks, Tom. We started off our last episode with the group gathered on top of the roof, our usual safe spot that allows us to talk freely. We had just regrouped from having split up and we were discussing our options. LeBeau was trying to find out where all the other players were as far as priorities, since we have quite a few leads and subjects to learn about still. We have Kazakov, we have fish people, we have a nuclear threat, we have cults, we have assassinations, we have ancient gods, and lastly, we have time warping reality, just to name a few. After a lengthy debate, though, we never really landed on an answer, and eventually all the players wandered off from the rooftop and went to bed. I should note, too, that we had a strange visitor with us For that Mr. Postgate seemed to know. LeBeau was rather concerned about her presence in our safe zone, uh, where we were all discussing freely things that should have been kept secret. When I pulled Postgate aside to have a word with him about this, he said that he trusted the woman and that he was basically vouching for her her name was Vahidi, i think the thing was after our meeting was mostly over i was sitting in one of the chairs and i saw this woman basically vanish in front of our eyes perhaps we've all seen some weird stuff but this troubled labo this is not the sort of super, or is this not the sort of supernatural power that we're supposed to be guarding against as members of section 46 and yet no one else seemed to be concerned the next morning Jacoby answered the front door only to be given a cryptic message to meet Benjamin Farr at a nearby hotel. Once the group regathered, we made our way there. Sergeant Eamon still had the woman that he rescued from the brothel in his room. He told her to stay where she was while we go out and left for this meeting. We arrived at the hotel, and as we exited the elevator on the third floor, we heard the sounds of music, apparently coming from a live orchestra. Confused, we approached the room and knocked the music stopped immediately. Upon entering, there were no signs of any musicians at all, nor did we even see a radio or a record player. Humans saw a strange figure in one of the rooms, but the figure vanished. Lebeau happened to catch sight of a book on the the night table that was titled in French, but with Lebeau's limited knowledge of the language, he learned that it was a reference to the King in Yellow. Lebeau was on high alert at this point. How did they know where to deliver a message to us? Did they know who we were? Was our cover blown? Did we just walk into a trap? So as the other members were chatting with this fire person, the Vogel was trying to get them out of there as quickly as possible. Farrow was supposedly told by Nerton that we had found the man that he was looking for. Who was this Nerton woman to have made such a claim? Was she the one trying to set us up? It seemed that way. We told Farrow that we must have gotten the wrong, that he must have gotten the wrong information as we played dumb. But in fact, it seems we have found the man that Farah was looking for based on a general description of what sounds like Ekmekchi. We left the apartment rather abruptly. We got back on the elevator, we got to the ground floor, the doors opened, and there right in front of us was Majesh. I think it might be also worth mentioning too that we all have some doubt now because Eamon had a dream experience with H. H has suggested that the nuclear threat might all be a smokescreen and that Kazakov might be feeding us misinformation. Lastly, it seems as though Ekmechi is now a suspected cult leader himself, which brings our cult count up to five. Take it away, Matt.
2: Okay, thank you very much, Jeff. Right. As mentioned, you have the gargantuan. Figure of Majash standing in the doorway, or rather the entrance to the lift, and has just said, "Would you like to, uh, or care to join me for for lunch?" And then has a uh, warm smile. Um, as he does so, um, you can hear the concierge uh, from the front uh, towards the front of the lobby um, call out. Um, in various languages, starts off in Turkish but then we'll cycle through English and other different languages Um, Do we have a Mr. Somerton present? Um, There's obviously a look between you as he's in the lift Um, He raises an eyebrow and calls out over here at which point tries to successfully pushes his way past Majash Um, As he does so, he just looks to uh, Lebeau and says you may want to have a word with Donaldson about something, uh, just in case anything anything comes up that I need to look, look into. He then heads over to the main uh, the main reception desk where the concierge is waiting, and he has a phone, uh, phone call waiting. Um, there's a quick conversation which happens throughout the course of the next uh, couple of sentences that happen between you and Majash, um, but at that point you see that he puts the phone down and heads out towards the front of the hotel where a car is waiting for him. He climbs in and is driven off.
0: Well, that was all about... Mr. Majash, uh, I'm surprised to see you. Were you aware that we were here?
2: Yes, um, a, li- a little birdie told me um, mm. that you uh, were coming over here. Um, a uh, little birdie in a black uh, in a black dress. Um, I was wondering if I could catch up... Um, catch up with how your efforts were going into looking into some of the matters we talked about at the Galata Tower.
3: Oh, yes. Yes, I think we might enjoy that.
2: Oh, good, good. Um, He looks around. Suddenly we have uh, another person that's vanished, but maybe not the use of time and space. I don't know. I was just about to... uh, about to say if Natalia was going to walk into the hotel as well. We'll, we'll hold on that thought. She's gone off
0: to the powder room. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, comes in through the front door, you have a one moment and then heads uh, off. Um, I can recommend a few places for uh, for lunch. Actually the restaurant here is quite uh, quite good if you want to somewhere nice and public. Oh, yeah. I have no objection to that. That'll do,
0: yeah. yeah
2: good, good. Um, I'll, I'll pick up the bill. So. Uh, uh, no worries on that front. Cause I know it can be a little pricey here. In which case, short montage. You are led into the um, into the restaurant, grab a seat, etc. So we cut to you round the table. Um, well, on one side of the table, he takes up the other side.
0: Huh.
2: Um, so, um, yes, how are you getting on with that uh, little skin problem uh, that you mentioned?
3: I resist the oi- the urge to make a joke about ointment, <laughs> and um, well, yes, I think we've uncovered some uh, in- information, although it's it's all it's all very vague, it's all very nebulous, mm-hmm. um, but there there have been. Um, Perhaps we should say suggestions of uh, of things that may have happened. Now it was suggested to us that um, another party uh, set about annihilating the members of the group we discussed previously. Mm-hmm. And they were successful in all but one case. Mm -hmm. And that one person may have survived that purge. Mm -hmm. Now, it was also suggested that there may have been the possibility that given the... um, tendencies, proclivities, and abilities of that particular group, that that person may have um,
2: adopted
3: a new identity.
2: He nods. That would certainly um, be a sensible thing to do. Yes,
3: I think it would be a very rational thing to do, particularly if the identity of... Was of someone uh, well-connected, hmm. centrally placed.
2: A risky move, but yeah, makes sense. Almost hiding in plain sight, one might say.
3: Yes.
2: At this point, just to, uh, to bring in uh, Natalia, uh, having um, learnt where these guys have gone to the, um, to the Park Hotel, um, you can be arriving at this point, if you so wish, and see them in a nice big um, corner booth in the restaurant at the hotel, uh, there is just about enough room to get uh, to get you on that side of the table. So it's the four of you on one side versus, or the five of you on one side rather, versus uh, the man mountain that is Macar uh, Majash. We of course
0: rise and let Natalia get in there and
2: finders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, Majash smiles and says, "Yeah, but sorry, sorry. Pardon me if I don't if I don't get up." Hope, hope you understand.
0: That's quite alright.
2: But yes, it would be a it'd be a somewhat risky move, but I think one that could potentially have a good degree of payoff, it would give a certain protection if someone had a, a lot of friends in their assumed identity.
3: Yes, yes. Yes, I think it'd be a very good course of action. Yeah. Good, good. certainly something um, I, I would do in, in uh, if I was in that person's situation hmm. i could see then that if that person was um well connected in that way they might have um a, a vested interest in um taking down the person who was responsible for uh, the demise of their uh cult colleagues yes their, their, their fellow cult members
2: yeah and no doubt friends as well hmm. So, having analysed that uh, that hypothetical situation, yeah. um, have you any leads on who might have taken um, taken out the Brotherhood of the Skin? Yes,
3: I think we have.
2: Would you care to uh, share that? Well, uh, if so, what price are you asking?
3: Well. I can tell you that there was more than one person involved, and that uh, the trigger man, um, the person who, who um, did the actual uh, wet work end uh, is no longer with us.
1: <clears throat>
3: he has been uh, removed from the picture. Mm. Uh, which is unfortunate because it meant that um, the, uh, the possibility of questioning even goes out the window. But um, the uh, the brains behind the operation is still very much at large.
2: Do you have any inkling as to who this uh, brain or brains might be?
3: We we have a suspicion. Yes. Yeah.
2: A rather strong suspicion yes Um, are you in such a position as to potentially share that again this hypothesis or is this something you want to uh, to verify before making any accusations
3: well as I'm sure you understand from a professional standpoint um, information is a very valuable commodity Um,
0: we're not quite sure what would be of uh, the best quid pro quo in this case. Quite.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: But uh, ideally from my perspective at least, I can't speak for my my colleagues, but from my perspective um, I would be interested in um ensuring that the information was going to end up in the hands of someone who might be prepared to act
0: on
2: I'm I'm fairly sure I know someone that would fit that description someone that has a very vested and personal interest in this
3: yes you see, the thing is, I, I know someone who might fit that bill as well. Um, and I'm loath to complicate the matter by delivering that information to uh, multiple sources.
2: Well, who are you thinking of?
3: Um, a
2: European gentleman. Oh! Um, who might be upstairs? possible mm-hmm. well would you have any objection to the the person that i know who would be interested in this information maybe joining forces with the uh the european upstairs after all i think they would both be uh, interested in the same say the same end result
3: if there was an assurance that um this matter was going to be um, conclusively taken care of. Then, then yes.
2: I am fairly sure from conversations that I've had with, um, like I said, a little birdie in a black dress uh, that told me you were here, um, and from the conversations I've had with um, our French uh, mutual acquaintance, that certain provisions have been made already that are just looking to have a direction to be pointed in so i'm fairly sure that there would be a decisive move and a fairly quick one as well now the um i suppose the question from my perspective then would be would you be willing to have the effects of this on your conscience if you told me it wasn't i I think I think you may
0: find that we have a fairly strong degree of amorality amongst us, <laughs> except maybe for O'Sullivan. He's
2: a good man.
4: Mm-hmm. Good
2: men are just ones that haven't. Good men are just ones that haven't become jaded yet. Give it time. I'm
3: um, just just out of game for a second. Yep. Roughly how long were we told to expect that the uh, the cloak would last?
2: Um, they said yeah, they said come back at least in a week and it's only been a matter of what one or two days? Okay
0: Didn't she also say though that it's longer for some people
2: than for others. Yeah. Yes. Some some of you rolled well some of you not so well
3: Okay Well if you'd be able to um Perhaps sound out your your contact, and I'll do the same with mine.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and of course, you say you're familiar with uh, the, the person I've been dealing with. Um, my, as I say, my concern is that something will be done about this matter.
2: Oh, trust me. You give me a name. And you give me a location of where this individual is at a particular time action will be taken with extreme prejudice
3: well i mean we really need this to be um relatively uh surgical there are um there are perhaps people around the uh, the person in question who uh are not connected with this matter. But we would like to avoid um, unnecessary collateral damage. It attracts too much attention.
0: If you would excuse me and uh, Mr. Postgate for a moment, uh, Henry, would can I speak with you in private for a moment?
3: Yes, yes, of course. Um, sorry, we'll, we'll be back in just one second. Please enjoy your food.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So we go over and uh, around a corner or whatever where we can speak privately and I'm like uh, I want to know if we're on the same of the same opinion. Do we think that Majash is that member of the uh, Brotherhood of the Skin?
3: I have a very strong suspicion that he is.
0: From what we we've come to understand, we also think that the Brotherhood of the Skin and the Black Brotherhood were at least friendly towards one another. I don't know that we would be able to quid pro quo this guy with finding out more about what the Black Brotherhood are up to in this town if he would actually betray them. But we're still concerned about a possible nuclear device.
3: I think handing him a piece of information like this would um, go a long way towards winning his No, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely but uh, and he will most definitely kill Igmechi
3: well, I mean, the problem we have I've been thinking about this he, he knows that we're cloaked he can't find out where we are while we're cloaked sure the moment that cloak wears off, he knows exactly where, where we're going to be. When that cloak wears off, he knows we don't know where we're going to be. When that cloak wears off, he already knows where we will be. When that cloak wears off, we have to assume that.
0: And he'll kill us.
3: Yes. As soon as soon as we're as soon as he can see where we are, we're dead. So So, uh, I I would assume uh, wheels have already been put in motion, someone is already planned to be at that place at that time when we become visible again, whenever that might be.
0: The second he knows. where It could be a
3: week, it could be months from now, but whenever that might be, there will be someone waiting there. that may continue to even be a threat after he's he's taken out of the picture. However, we 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 have to work on the premise that there is a man out there who has effectively blown our cover, who knows who we are, who knows that we have an interest in what he's doing, uh, and is prepared to use lethal force against us.
0: Mm. I'm I'm so behind you on the, that. The
3: problem is that if we give the information to Majash, anyone who who goes up against him who isn't cloaked, he's, he's going to see them coming. He's going to know they're coming.
0: Yeah. This could not it might might end the exact opposite way we think it is. You end up with Majash dead and uh and Ekmechi all the more incensed against us, mm. but Ekmechi, hmm, maybe we should discuss this whole cloaking thing with Majash. If they can't find Majash, as you know, he has a way of apparently, altering who he is or who he appears to be. It might not be that he might be able to get close enough to Ekmechi to... That's that's possible. Um, I
3: mean, the thing is, anyone who isn't... If we give the information to the Frenchman, if he goes in to, to... If it turns out that Ekmechi is the man that he's looking for, and he goes in to confront him. Look, when when I was in the office with F. Mechi, um he tried to do something to me. Hmm? He did something with his hands, and for much mo- as for a moment, I I felt this almost overwhelming compulsion to just tell him the truth to tell him what he wanted to know
0: mm.
3: and it was only um, just a, a, a combination of just like, I suppose strength of will and and, 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 and my training that, 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 it, that enabled me to, to, to resist that urge but I nearly buckled I mean there was worse than being tortured it was just i wanted to tell him
0: so he has some sort of an ability
3: so i mean you know we, we have to be careful i mean if, if someone comes up against him face to face
0: i have a rather he, he
3: could he could do i, I don't we, we have no idea what else he might be able to do I mean, you know what these people the the, the the things that these people have the the the, the books and the the, the the abilities that they, they have access to. I mean, it's, it's we have no no inkling of how far these abilities go. Yeah, what some, if, of some of the things that are documented are, 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 are beyond belief.
0: Hmm. What if, I'm thinking of a game of distractions, a chess game. What if our weapon was Amen. Uh, he can act as assassin. He's a good shot. So as uh, Robert Lebeau, what if we tell the Frenchman and the Frenchman goes in without knowing it as a setup by us, as a kind of a distraction? I think that Ekmechi will probably dispatch him rather easily. But we also tell Majash and Majash comes in from the other direction, and if Ekmechi is distracted by the Frenchman, he won't see Majash coming. And if he does, then Eamon or Lebeau, who are both cloaked, take him out.
3: So I suppose that depends on how the cloak works, doesn't it? I mean, if he's just sitting at his desk, and he's um, taken out from a distance by someone who's cloaked, then he doesn't know that's coming. No. But if he's in the middle of a conversation with someone who isn't cloaked, and he gets taken out, then surely he would be able to scry that and know that he gets shot while having a conversation with that uncloaked person. That event from the perspective of the uncloaked person is available to him, isn't
0: it? I I mean, if we
3: were actually going to do this, it would have to be a cloaked person used as the button man.
0: Well... I Maybe think we, we need, need to, bring... to
3: stall Majash for now. We'll.
0: Yeah, we need to bring everybody in on this and see if we can figure out a logical way around it.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the, look, something like this, we can't, we can't do this unless the entire team is on board with it.
0: Yeah, and our, uh, the immediate danger from Ekmechi is there. So, bear right. in
3: mind, Ekmechi is, in, is a. Uh, we believe an MIT asset. I mean, this this has to be handled with kid gloves. If if this if this goes wrong, or we set a, 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 a take, take a, a foot wrong, we we could be on the verge of a major diplomatic incident here.
0: What if we implicated him in some way that would get him in big trouble with the MIT?
3: What were you thinking?
0: I don't know. I have It's a half-formulated thought, but. He gets he gets taken out of the picture if he gets locked up in some Turkish prison somewhere.
3: Mm. I think a man like that would find it very easy to uh,
0: maybe slip that. For now, let's we're, we're, we've we've spent too much time over here. Let's go back and
2: uh, yeah yeah Just relay him and then discuss it with the others when we come back. So you head back to the table. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, while they're off round their corner. Um, food starts coming out in in waves and coffees and other drinks are are served Um, but Majash has the the other three of you as a a captive audience for the moment Um, so what's your opinions on all this? he looks between the three of you
4: Nope, too busy shoveling food in my mouth. <laughs> and drinking.
2: Uh... Oh, come on, you must have opinions, he looks again between you all.
1: On what specifically?
2: Oh, on what's going on in general. Where the, um, the disappearance of the Brotherhood, and this other group, or groups, this one individual or two that have taken out, the rest of them, what's... Your deal with Kazakov. What 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 are your opinions? All all the stuff that we've talked about in the Glatter Tower.
4: Wait for I was waiting for you to go, Jeff. That
1: spotlight is awfully bright and hot. That's all I can say. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, let me let me change the subject.
1: Um
2: Another piece of information that came my way, because uh, I get little bits that come in here and there. What do you know about a Miss Bennett? Works in your particular department, shall we say, at the uh, the consulate? Wait, I, I can scroll
4: through the characters here. Open. Oh, Gail Bennett.
0: That's it. She drove us in the car. Mm-hmm. Such a lovely woman, so icy.
4: Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a. I'm just like shoveling food, I'm like she's. She's a fine-looking
2: lass. It's just like, You're a, a man after my own appetite. Did I ever say that?
4: Hungry. All yeah. oh, these muscles don't feed themselves.
2: <laughs> oh, I know exactly the same thing. He holds up a, a limb <laughs> that, that just droops. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I just I kind of look. at like, oh yeah, yeah. And head down, <laughs> <start> shoveling again. <laughs> hmm.
1: I don't think I've seen Gail since she drove us.
2: Hmm.
1: So I don't think I have much of an opinion on her. Oh,
2: About interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, just, just some information came my way that was uh, was interesting, and I'm just wondering if it was something that. Would, Worked its way through the grapevine to uh, you find ladies, a lady and gentlemen.
5: I haven't heard anything, but uh, do tell. What sort
2: Uh, of information is this? Well, we'll count this as a freebie. This is more of a. um, It might be something, it might be nothing. Hmm. Apparently, a year or so ago, she was involved in a. Um, he looks around to make sure that he's not saying the D word too loudly for anyone else to hear a uh, defection that went wrong. A uh, whole lot of people got killed. Kid, in fact, as well. Um, sounds like she's sounding out some people to look for some uh, for some counselling over, over that issue. Trying to go um, off the book, as it were, because I understand that uh, you CIA people are... Uh, somewhat protective of your own, but this one seems to be uh, wanting to go outside to make sure that her, uh, her reputation is maintained. But a little birdie, not wearing a black dress in this instance, told me that she'd been having some pretty bad dreams about the whole thing, that she keeps reliving that night again and again and again. but she's been receiving some help to help her through this and not from a psychiatrist and not, I believe, when she's awake. Well, this
5: is the first time I've heard of it, so, I mean, this is news to us. or at least to me.
2: Yeah, he looks between you to kind of get your reaction.
5: So, he says... My, my, my basic reaction is uh, I have a look like I'm not surprised at this, this information at all. Um, I'm trying to convey a look of, you know, this is just a bunch of bullshit. Um, but I will basically feign ignorance and say, yeah, this is the first time I've heard of this. Okay.
2: So this doesn't relate in any way to your theory of who this brain might be that took out the brotherhood. These aren't connected.
5: I don't see how it could be. I mean, one, one CIA uh, operative who's had a failed attempt to defect, um, who did she try to defect to? Um, right now, you're just giving me rumors. Um, we don't know who, we don't know why, you know.
2: She, she, was hand, she was handling a um, defection. It wasn't that she was trying to defect, it's they had uh, someone that she was trying to bring in, but it went wrong.
4: I misunderstood. Mm-hmm.
2: I missed. Okay. But anyway, um, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't think it's connected with the brain, I'm not particularly interested. As mainly I was thinking of, there must be maybe potentially ways that this uh, brain was able to know where people were. And if invading their dreams was something that potentially had come up in your previous experience, it might mean that two were connected. But evidently, it's not. So forget I mentioned it.
4: Um, I have All a question, right. Matthew. How- mm hmm. How much does this guy know about the forty-six stuff? I, I guess I'm confused. I thought he was more CIA level.
2: Don't know. Um he, you were told in your initial briefing by section 46 that he was clued up in the occult underground.
4: Okay, that's okay. I just want to make sure I was clear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Natasha, go ahead if you were saying something. I just wanted to make sure. I I was just gonna I was gonna ask, um, has he had uh
5: any in invasive dreams
2: lately no no I um, I like to think that I have a few mantras that uh, protect me against certain things and a few um, habits that I get involved with but no I I very rarely dream these days
4: that's all for the better <laughs> but I got no information for you hmm I got no information for you on this Bennett
2: Ah, oh, fair enough like I said, forget I mentioned it. It seems to be a barking up the wrong tree. And it's about that time that Jacobi and Postgate make their way back.
0: Dinner's here. Well, Mr. Majesh, uh, I think that we would like to consider for some time uh, what we're going to do before we uh, further discuss the previous matter
2: with you. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, he nods.
0: Okay. Um, Is that, that Baba man- Ooh. <laughs>
2: hmm?
0: Is that yeah. Baba Ganoush?
2: <laughs> mm. I recommend the tabbouleh here as well. Very, very good. But otherwise, yeah. um, I can understand your um, wanting to play it safe. Uh, my friend, he looks to Postgate that we discussed. Um, he might... I'm not, I don't want this to come across as a warning. This is far from, far from what it is or a threat. But my friend might be getting um, maybe a little agitated or maybe a little impatient if you've got some information that would be very much to his benefit. So um, I wouldn't recommend that you deliberate too long. Like I say, you know yes, where to find. You know. We, find. we just
3: need to iron out the details of, of, um, of, of how we go about this. That's that's more our position. It's um, that this is something that needs to be done with a certain degree of subtlety. I'm sure you understand. Yes. Oh yes, yes, yes,
2: yes. He smiles. Well, with that note, um, I'll take care of the bill at the front desk. Um, if you want to finish up any of the scraps on my on my plate, feel free to do so. I know always like to have a bit of everything and if given the time I have everything of everything. Um, but yeah, feel, uh, feel free to enjoy, enjoy the rest of your lunch. Um, gentlemen and lady, and I will see the very shortly. Thank you. Uh, with that, he waddles away, making the floor rock as he moves.
0: <laughs> My
5: goodness. I'll I'll fill you two in on, on, uh, the- the information that he, he just, uh, told us. Um, so she might be a, a, a lead for us to look into as well. All right.
0: Well, if we get up and leave and, uh, what time is it at this point?
2: It's about lunchtime. So it's probably one in the afternoon.
0: Well, if we're in the same vehicle, company vehicle, um, We can do some discussing in the vehicle. Um, We basically go over everything that we discussed with each other. uh, What our suspicions are. That we're suspicious that Majash himself is the sole survivor of the cult. And that he may, in fact, not be Majash, but may be somebody who took his skin. We don't understand the process, but... outside the game we know what's going
4: on (laughs) at least in that case I'm sure you're interested in knowing it though Um,
0: (laughs) what should we do what do you all think should we let Majash go after Ekmechi Um, do you think that will work or will Ekmechi see it coming should one of us take out uh, Ekmechi, because Ekmechi, once he knows where we are, once our cloak wears off, he's going to get us,
4: get rid of us. And then we definitely get rid of him first. I'm all right to do it. You can make it a teamwork exercise if you want to. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I can back that
5: combat.
3: If we no. do it ourselves, then we, we lose a valuable uh, bargaining tool right. for working with uh, other other local interests. But, but if we let okay. the local interests do it, we run the risk that they might completely screw it
4: up. Or if we leave them alive just too long. If, if he can take the skin of another man, can he not easily kill us one at a time? Once our cloaks were off, I mean, he ha- he had sure. the trigger man, but he might have other means, other. No, know, no way. I it.
3: think you're confusing him with um, Majash.
4: Majash. Oh, I was, Majash. I was talking about Akmeshi. Uh, like
0: well, he doesn't have the ability to take our identities. That's Majash. Majash oh, is the Brotherhood so. of the Skin. That's what we're guessing.
4: Oh, I was. I'm sorry. I guess I was. I was talking Akmeshi. Like My bad.
0: Ekmeshi has the ability to see things so mm-hmm. if once he sees us he's going to have us assassinated. I, why? Because we know too much. About? About what he's up to.
3: Well I think he, he is uh,
0: Hasn't he two, already tried?
3: He's put two and two together and come up with five. He assumes that because we're cloaked we are essentially... Um, Dale Atheans. Yes, working, working for the other side.
4: I think, I mean, turn them loose on each other. Turn all three of them loose on each other. Set it up somehow.
1: So just to simplify this for, for me and Lebo, uh, Akhmechi is a bad guy and Majesh is a bad guy.
5: And first. we're trying
1: to, we're basically trying to eliminate both.
5: Well, I assume that everybody that we come across is a bad guy. <laughs> going, well, going that way, you're you're a bit more safe. We can
0: we that it's subjective because Ek, uh, um, Ekmechi is definitely a dangerous individual. He's assassinated people yep. to get what he wants. That makes him a dangerous individual, a bad guy. Majesh if he's the last of the Brotherhood of the Skin I'm not sure how much of a threat he is in any to anybody anymore his cult is dead it's it's now a cult of one and uh
4: he, but he has than, f- go ahead he has a friend though you were talking about that he said yeah. that could be that his friend could be very dangerous well, I kind of got the
0: impression that the friend was really him because he's pretending like there's that he's the information dealer.
2: That's what he was alluding to. Right. Okay.
4: Well, it doesn't mean he's not dangerous. If he's a cult member that's been around that long and survived, he's good at it. But he, there's
0: no cult anymore. so
4: he, he still might have tricks up his
0: sleeve. It's true, but I'm not sure how much of a threat he is to anybody else. I mean yeah he could restart his cult, but if if that were the case, why didn't he do that sometime a long time ago? It's just it's 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 some stupid old religious belief that's
5: well like, perhaps perhaps he's oh been God. waiting waiting for the proper time, um particularly mm-hmm. when you have these other groups who are going around um fighting each other, he might st- lay low and well, it's possible
0: might- from what we know of the of the Brotherhood of the skin though they're a they are bloody, insane sort of how how do you recruit your members True,
5: but you know sometimes people can learn from their past mistakes
0: I'm not saying it's not possible I'm saying that it' just doesn't seem it seems like he's the least threatening he's not going to wipe us out because we know too much because what do we know you or know?
5: He could he could be using us uh. To help wipe out everybody else and then eventually take us out? I mean,
0: no, maybe.
5: The way I would do I, it, I, I don't know. Yeah.
3: I'm assuming that we could use his, uh, his desire to remain um,
0: in secret.
3: Yeah. Um, we could use that as a uh, point of leverage. Uh, However, he's trying to remain secret from the man we want him to bump off. So once he's out of the picture, then it does complicate the matter. Jeff had a
1: question? As a member of 46, Mm -hmm. is that one of our tasks then? I mean, like, isn't that kind of like what we're supposed to be doing right now, is eliminating these threats?
2: If you count them as a threat. Yeah. It's really down to um, a lot of the initial briefing was laid on your shoulders to determine what is not isn't a threat. Okay. So if you believe he's a threat and you feel strongly that that is the case, then yes, it is your job to remove him. But if he's not, again, it's it's all your call.
0: Okay. Whether he's a good or a bad man, I mean, there's lots of bad people out there. Do we have to waste our time eliminating them if they're...
1: I mean, I, mean, I, I see your point, and I, and I agree that, you know, being a, quote, quote, cult of one is not high priority. And yet, the opposite view to that, it would be that the best time to eliminate a cult threat like that is to get them while they're weak. So, like like you said, I mean... Well,
0: I think that the, the, the brotherhood of the skin was incredibly weak. And they were wiped out because of it. For all we know, I mean, we're kind of thinking leader. This uh, he might not even be a leader. He might be some low-level member of the cult that but just happens to be the sole survivor.
3: Of he's, the, he's high enough. He's high enough in the pecking order that he's got access to the, uh, the skills and techniques that enable him to adopt another man's identity.
0: Maybe. I, I just, I'm just saying that on. If we're going after people, he's he's probably on the low end of the of the threat thing. Uh, Ekmechi is on the top right now. So where does Aigu fall? See, I don't think she's much of a threat either. So far, all they wow.
4: seem to be interested in is knowledge. Can we use her for the same thing? Maybe draw them all in the same room. Have well, I've, I... have I've, I've, Really... <laughs> what? What? What?
3: There's elevator music me somewhere. we be back in the lift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Who the hell is Roses Barbara?
4: Punch it. Okay.
2: I feel so, like I need to make an NPC with that name now. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Rosas? Um,
0: well,. just
4: an idea i like the idea of eliminating all the threats and does does
0: anybody by chance think that th- these ascensionists ekmechi and his group that this whole idea of becoming god does that something that really happens without sacrificing a million people in the city i mean what if he's the one behind the nuclear device and that's when he ascends Ascensionists are usually insane. Uh, Heaven's, oh, has Heaven's Gate happened yet? No, it hasn't.
2: Oh not. no, that's not until about like, twenty years. Almost. Has Jim
0: Jones happened?
2: That's a very good question because that is in one of the books. Um, give me one second.
0: Um, they they tend to ascend because all of their followers are, are you know.
3: 1978. Oh, so not yet. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, next year when Jim Jones does what,
2: <laughs> a few oh, years from now. Oh, yeah.
0: wait, am I getting visions of the future now? I'm, I've been reading <laughs> that book, you know. Uh,
2: uh, um, all thinking right. of visions and sudden brain waves that come to mind. Um, you can all give me an int roll. Yes. Intelligence roll. Just, that.
4: Just roll the net. Roll the pink dice. Uh, oh.
0: oh. Uh, Where's my my? <laughs>
5: Success.
0: <laughs> <Ninety-three. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I made it by about uh, 19 points.
2: Okay, so a fair, fair way on some cases. Ironically, um, Postgate's the one that doesn't get it because it's mainly in relation to something that he's done or that he's shown. Um, particularly thinking back to uh, Jeff's recap, you mentioned that last time on the roof, um, Vahidi was with you before she disappeared. Um, and that she, re- she appeared and was able to disappear from where she was because of um, was it a connection that she had to the place. That connection could work two ways. So you may have a way to get to her, and you know that she is with Ekmechi most of the time because she said that she was worried that he was obviously looking over her, making sure that she was doing what he wanted, etc. So that's an option that you could use to get to him if you wanted.
4: Oh man. We could portal right to it right right to front of his face and just Shoot and then portal back. hmm
0: you portal in, drop a hand grenade and portal out.
4: It's funny you should say that. I had that on my list of munitions I wanted to get from Leighton. But we'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> You'll get to Leighton later.
4: Yes. A gun. Anyways.
1: So by default, if Akhmechi is one of our top threats at the moment, Vahidi is right there with him?
0: Well, yeah, from what she said. Except that she's not. She wants to get away from him because he's uh-huh. insane. That's what
4: it appeared to be like, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's why she came to Postgate in the first place and said, look, I want help. I want to get out. I, wasn't, I didn't want anyone to get killed.
4: Yep. So okay. she, she
2: seems fairly genuine in her, in her respect. She wants nothing more to do with this, or rather nothing more to do with him.
0: I'll say it. Or she wants him out of the way uh-huh. so that she can be the one to ascend.
2: Well, she made no beef about the fact that she thought it was a good plan and that she wanted to join him. But she knows it is too risky doing it here, and she knows that it's too dangerous because she doesn't want anyone else getting killed she wants power but seems to be fairly benevolent in this okay
5: or that's just how she's appearing to us that's no. that's what
0: she would say to postgate in order to in any case we are in 46 our 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 mandate is to get rid of any threats that threaten the city the people anything like that and all we can do is do what we 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 think we is the right thing to do. So,
4: yeah, once we're going to talk to possibility,
0: we're all deluded, and the bad guy here is the guy who brings the elevator up. But that's not that's not what <laughs> that's, that's we just got to do what we got to do. So I say we got to get rid of Ekmenchi. The question is: is do we get one of the others to try? both uh, far, far the French guy or the fat guy
3: well I, I think that's something that we should um, we should quietly mull that over while, um, while getting on with the other business
4: okay what what other business do we have what's, what's
3: well the... we need to find out whether this nuclear threat is real
4: I told you what I had, we could all uh, go to sleep and I'll ask questions. What if
0: I asked the question, is the nuclear threat coming from the Black Brotherhood? Yes or no?
4: You could ask, is there a nuclear threat?
0: Well, Sorry. no, that wouldn't tell us anything. We, there is a nuclear threat right now. We just don't know if it's real. If, if we determine that it's not from the Black Brotherhood, then the whole Black Brotherhood story of shipping it in on a,
4: that's all bullshit.
1: Well, wait, isn't that our core question right now is whether or not there is or isn't a nuclear threat?
4: Yeah, I was told there was not. It's something else and bigger, but we don't necessarily have to believe that. Well, my only, my
0: only question then is what are the Dale Lethians afraid of because they've seen the city destroyed in a nuclear holocaust?
4: I don't know. So we can talk to them.
0: There is no nuclear threat.
5: There
4: is might, something
0: that's going to destroy us.
4: Even to be
5: a bit more specific, there's always a nuclear threat happening in our world at this particular time. So right, right. if you were to ask, is there a nuclear threat in this particular area?
0: Coming from Coming, the Black
5: Brotherhood. Right. Then that's a bit more direct, but just by Saying something like uh, "Is there a nuclear threat?" It is going to say yes.
0: It's not. It's not specific enough.
5: Yeah. But if we know it's not
0: the if we know it's not the Black Brotherhood, then we can eliminate that from our okay. If we're going to believe what Dale tells us, but so far we we seem to, seem to believe that it tells us. The facts. It doesn't seem to know right or wrong, yes or no. It's just it's fact. This is what's or or this is the probability.
2: Giving well, a yes or no answer on that question as well would confirm whether Kazakov has been lying to you about that core issue of his defection. Correct.
4: Well then, is that what we need to do? Is set up a, a meeting for you?
0: Well, we were wondering what we were going to do. I can go find IGUL today. I can also set up an appointment where we can all be recloaked cloaked uh, a few days from now.
4: Mm. When we need to, yeah. I guess we have to make sure we're moving fast on the Akmeshi front, too. let Are we mulling over if we're going to put them together in a little party or take care of it solo? Are we going to well, think about that and let it brew? Um, yes. I'm all right with that. I'm ready to do something, though, if you need it. and um Lebeau as well Can be us i mean Lebo took out a sniper i mean he's all right in my book we're gonna work together I, on this
0: didn't ian say something to you also LeBo, before he left <laughs> i don't know where he's going
1: yeah he told me to talk to Donaldson.
0: Oh. so my intention now is to get my stuff leave and go talk to idol If I can find her, she didn't. She didn't say like not to come to the shop or anything, did she? Uh,
2: She said potentially the best bet for her would be to contact uh, Miriam and then go through her. But she said there's nothing under like an emergency circumstance where you can't go to the shop. Just make sure you're not being followed there.
0: All right. Well, maybe I'll go. I'll go to the university and find Miriam. Have a chat with her.
2: Okay. If you just want to ask, can we arrange a meeting? Because if it's a brief conversation like that, then the answer is going to be yes. So if you want, you can move on to the meeting itself.
0: All right. Well, I, I was hoping that other people could do stuff. I've, I've taken up a lot of the game tonight. So,
4: um,
2: yeah. Is there anyone else? In which case, then we can do montage. You go to Miriam. You arrange the meeting. It will happen probably in about an hour or two. But she just needs to go make sure that she's set and ready for what she needs to do there, like get her pentacle ready. In that time, is anyone else doing anything? There's so many things.
4: There's all the people that were fooled by what's his name, Kazakov?
2: Like like Courtney. Indeed. I
4: I don't know if that's something. He basically what convinced her that he was CIA.
2: He alluded to the fact
4: trying to basically get her to squeal or be an informant of some sort right
2: oh, he kept he kept rubbing her ego saying oh you'd be really good at being an sis agent you should apply and getting pillow gun getting through pillow talk getting her to reveal details about what she was doing with the um with the consul general okay. um alcott
4: i just think
3: that he's he made a, a career out of manipulating People in the intelligence community um, makes me very suspicious of his claims.
4: I, I don't know if there's anything to squeeze her for. I'm not. I guess I also have someone else in my room. I figured out what to do with her. That's probably something Ema needs to
2: do. Yeah, I'm, Arup is still at the uh, still at your apartment. Mm. Okay, I'll think about it for a
4: second here. As what I know, like, i not necessarily witness protection, but something like that.
2: Yeah, the, the, the best way to protect her would be to um, to get her out of the city. I mean, you can arrange for her to be taken back to the West if you really want to. And the CIA have got um, ways and means of taking people back and giving them new lives.
4: Okay. I guess Ima would probably have a conversation with her about if that's an option or something that she would like to do, and if so... Maybe start to follow up on it and make some phone calls or
2: she would be more than happy to get out of here, halfway around the world to somewhere that is completely <laughs> landlocked for about a thousand miles in each direction. So she oh. can be far away from any kind of fish person that she can possibly imagine.
4: It's it's called Iowa in a um, United States of America. <laughs> Maybe Kansas. She right. she thinks it is heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Eamon will do then. He will start making some phone calls, I think, for her.
2: Okay. So you start, um, you're contacting Leighton and arranging transport and so on, yes? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Okay. Um, Postgate, up to anything?
3: At the moment, I'm just uh, cogitating.
2: Okay, formulating ideas, plans, running scenarios. Yeah. Now, Volkova. Um, You have obviously received your uh, message at this point. Um, Are you doing anything firsthand about that, or are you letting things happen?
5: I'm going to let things happen, Um, and I'll let let them contact me later to keep me up on on the uh, progress of that.
2: Okay, well, nothing is going to interfere with it, because no one's gone searching or made any attempt to get in touch. So um, this happens probably about the same time that then Jacoby goes off to um, the meeting with Igel. So a couple of hours later, um, you just get a, phone, a quick phone call back uh, that says the Eagle has flown. Thank you. And Laveau, anything you're doing?
1: <laughs> I'm looking at Volkova going, what are you into now? <laughs>
2: Oh, wouldn't you love to know?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I have. I'm going to follow up on uh, Summerton's lead and uh, go try to visit Bradley
2: Donaldson. Okay. Um, right.
1: Two, let me just. Uh, am I correct? in A long time ago, I think we requested uh, information about the boat.
2: Yes, I think, the Heart of Havana. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think we were supposed to talk with, was it Layton?
2: Yes, because that info will go to him.
1: And do I need to go through Leighton in order to talk to Donaldson? Not necessarily.
2: Not necessarily. Depends on what you want to talk. It depends on what you want to talk to him about. You you do have free will. You can because there is a special relationship between the U.S. and the U.K. You can just go up to him and ask something. Depends really what you want to do.
1: Okay. Um. Well, I think I'm going to go back to my original motivation. To me, the nuclear threat is priority number one. Mm-hmm. And until I get a more definite yes or no, this threat exists or doesn't exist, I feel like I have to follow this up as if it does exist. So that, to me, I think is going to be my motivation, and I'm going to go to Clayton first, or Layton first, and mm-hmm. um, and try and get that information about the vote.
2: Okay. Um, which case, we'll cut to... Um, the consul general, uh, the consulate general, uh, when you arrived there. Uh, Leighton and Bob Bennett's at her desk. Obviously, shows you through to um, to Leighton's office. Um, Leighton is there. Says, "We yeah, please sit down."
1: I'm sorry. Can I interrupt for one second?
2: Um, yeah, sure.
1: I just, I just, when you mentioned Bennett again, when we were talking to Majesh, I had said because I thought I was correct that I don't think I've had any interaction with her in the meantime. Was that correct, or was I? Did I yeah, for, have any?
2: Didn't she for drive memory,
1: the
2: car? Yeah, she, she drove the car with you in, but she's not really had much contact with you. She's had a little bit with Summerton, but you're the. Um, you've probably, again, seen her around a bit that she's been at the consulate when you've been there. Um, she was with the same meetings that you've had with um, with Leighton. But yeah, you haven't, as, as you said, you haven't really interacted with her that much.
1: Okay. I just wanted to make sure I had that straight in my head. Okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to get off track there.
2: No, no, no worries. So anything you want clarifying, just say just and I'll, I'll clarify.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. so Layton's there. Right. Um, you requested information on the heart of Havana. Um, yes, obviously.
1: and I'm sure you're up to speed as far as why, right?
2: I believe so. From what I've been told, yeah. um, I'm gladly. Some of you are keeping me in the loop about what's going on.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it appears that the boat will be arriving, or the ship will be arriving within the next twenty four hours. Um, it looks like it's uh, skipping some of its previous uh, designated stops and is coming directly here. Um, it's. It's a boat that's been a ship that's been around for some time. Um, this is not an unusual trip for it. It's part of an established route. It will eventually go up to Sevastopol from here. Um, it's a, I think, it's the, a cargo ship, but it also does some. Uh, from what we've told, it does carry some marine salvage equipment as well. Um, it has done a few dives on wrecks before, um, mainly in low uh, low waters, but is equipped for deep sea uh, recovery as well. It's, it's not anything that's ever really flagged on our radar as being anything problematic or anything suspicious. So what, what kind of angle are you, are you looking for here?
1: Well, it seems to be a core, um, I'm not sure what the right word is, trigger, triggering then, mm-hmm. or this possible nuclear threat.
2: So it's, it's a delivery mechanism for a, for a device. Yeah. Is that that what you're suggesting?
1: As I understand it, it could be. Although, Mm -hmm. that's kind of why I'm here, because it it may just be a signal. It may just be, okay, when the boat arrives in port, then Mm -hmm. put the nuclear device on the train and send it up somewhere Mm -hmm. else. Um, So that's what I was curious if, number one, if we knew anything about the people on board. Like, is there anyone of importance or who would be um tied to a nuclear threat through uh it's coming from cuba right
2: yes it's come from cuba and it stopped off on a few ports on the way through uh, mainly through the mediterranean uh, there was we did do some digging around um at the last port it stopped and it stopped in Marseille, and there was a, something that came up from one of our operatives there that they were taking some photos to see if there were if there was any suspicious payload or if there are any suspicious characters on board. It doesn't look like it's carrying anything above decks. And as far as we can tell, it's not carrying an inordinate amount of cargo. Um, The waterline's consistent with it being in its regular position and so on. So we get the idea of displacement weight and and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was one person that we caught in one photograph looking out of a porthole that we couldn't immediately identify especially as part of the crew roster because none of the crew are female, but there was a female on board and she was looking out of one of the portholes and was caught in one, uh, one specific photo that was taken. Um, we've run the ID of the individual and it appears, he's so just consulting his note, that um, the individual is an Isadora Markovic. Um, she is a known um, TASS reporter. Um, TASS is like the Russian, um, that you would know anyway as as, as a character, um, is effectively a Russian news agency, um, state controlled. So, why, here's this is Leighton to yourself, why would the Russians have a journalist on board the boat?
1: Yeah, that's... Now, as I understand it, Kasakov is the one that told us about the boat. Yes. Um, he made it sound as though the Russians could kind of care less as to what happens in regards to this. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're putting a newspaper reporter... Um, I don't know, yeah, I don't know the answer, but it sounds like they're trying to keep tabs on it.
2: Hmm. It's exactly the kind of person that if you wanted it to go, um, to become very public if anything happened on that ship, that you would have a journalist there ready to shout it to the world. Yeah. Which again seems completely counterpoint to your statement about that the uh, the KGB aren't interested or the Russians aren't interested, because if this sounds like they would be very interested, if anything happened,
1: mm-hmm. okay. Uh, twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. It'll will be
2: in dock. Back. It'll be in dock for another twenty four. After that, so it's only going to be here for a day. So, what's going to happen to it is going to happen to it in that period.
1: And I don't suppose I am guessing we would be tipping our hand if we were to intercept the boat before it arrives. In other words, I don't think we have evidence or anything that would suggest that there's any nuclear threat actually on the boat right now. Mm-hmm. Is that
2: correct? That? It, it, yeah. it appears that there is nothing on board, but that's not to say that we know that there are protocols in place to prevent the proliferation of miniaturized nuclear weapons, but it's not necessarily to say that there isn't one on board. Mm-hmm. Um, the nuke could be a suitcase, yeah. for all we know. It wouldn't affect the waterline. We just honestly, we just don't know, but it doesn't look like there's anything on board. That's all we can tell, but that's just appearance.
1: Were it not for those photos of the woman on board, is she on the books? Is she? Is Is there a written record of her being a passenger?
2: No. This is why the, this is why we started looking into it because all the crew that we had the manifest for were male. There was no female name on there it's only because that she's someone that's cropped up on our radar as being a person of interest, being that she works in um, Soviet, state controlled uh, media, that we even recognized her.
1: Yeah. Okay. So she's, she's entering the country illegally.
2: That yeah, indeed could be. So we, we can potentially stop the ship in the, mid, uh, the mid-Mediterranean if we find nothing we're going to be re- we're going to be have- we'll have an international incident on our hands because we're stopping the boat of another na- the ship of another nation what will ultimately turn out to be a- oh sorry this is a big misunderstanding mm. um, we could get a lot of egg on our face right but then again if we do that when she turns up in um, turns up at the port of ida passa and there's still nothing on board and we go in we're going to make the turks look like burks because we've just done it on their doorstep potentially implicating them that they gave us the go ahead to do this so it's it's either we do it in the mid um, in the mid-ocean and we potentially risk ma- making fools of ourselves or we do it at the port and make fools of ourselves and the turks in the process mm. you, you can see the dilemma i've got here
1: yeah what about red tape is there any way to tie the boat up with red tape as far as, um, you know, somebody called in a bomb scare or, or something and we need to search your, you know, is there any way like to delay or to throw off their planning of events?
2: Hmm. You can see cog starting to work in his head. Well, a bomb scare would be good if there was actually a, if there'd been a tangible threat beforehand, so that it didn't come out of left field. But I don't fancy the prospect of just bombing innocents. That would uh, if that if that ever came out, then we'd be in a whole heap of shit. But just when when you want a terrorist attack, there's never one when you need it. <laughs> um, we could potentially do a cargo check that would delay it by up to another 24 hours. Um, We will do a manifest check, just as customs. Again, it would have to go through the Turks, but it would not, um, hopefully, depending on what they find again, it would hopefully not involve quite so much egg hitting them or us. Um, We'd have to to go through the likes of MIT to arrange that though, because obviously we need to give them some justification of why it's happening, and that's only gonna come down to them.
1: I'm, I'm just wondering if, if we're limited to 24 hour time period, if we can maybe start setting that up, not not do it, but at least get our ducks in a row and get that ready to go. Should it come to be that that would be helpful.
2: Mm-hmm. Now that that sounds that sounds good. Okay. Um, you can roll me trust with CIA if you've got it. I
1: think I do. Yeah, forty.
2: Uh, yeah, I got a 10. Okay, nice. um, you can gain 1d6 trust.
4: Oh, super nice. Okay. Yeah, one. <laughs> I'll yes. take it.
2: Hey, yeah, it's still a game. Yeah. You, came up with, you came up with a good idea. Cool. In which case, he is going to get the, uh, as you say, he's going to get his ducks in a row. Um, he's ready to push that button and have them wrapped up in red tape for a little while, but it will buy you as much time as he can physically get without going something without doing something stupid.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Right. I've got a couple of messages. I just need to catch up on. That one sec.
4: I could allow us to Jeff to sneak on board at nighttime. Check it ourselves if we feel we need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: If you are caught, though, that's again <laughs> a potential. Um, a potential incident exactly the kind of thing that Leighton is hoping to avoid.
4: I don't know what you're... Huh? let play dumb. Uh, from... well, I can't even think. Not a good liar. Mm-hmm. From Canada. Yeah, Canada. You're good. You're good. That's cool. Sure.
2: Yep, yeah, no problem. Right. Um, in which case, I think we are round back to Jacoby. Uh, we can have you, when the camera focuses back on yourself, stood in a completely black room uh, with Igel on the far side, standing again in the pentacle to make sure, um, to make sure that all the parts are in the right place.
5: Okay.
2: Um, she leads you through what you need to do as per what you've already read in the book as well. Um, She says, before going any further, you're sure you want to go through with this?
0: Yes. And I've, uh, in that hour interim, I went to the bazaar and I bought a piece of cloth (laughs) I can wrap around my eyes so that I'm not tempted to take a peek. Because I'm tempted to take a peek.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's uh, that way madness lies. (laughs) right, Let me me the spelling question. So this is going to cost. Are you planning on asking any more questions, or is it just the one?
0: I think I want to know the cost, uh, how the cost affects me before
5: I ask further questions.
2: Sure. Um, okay. Uh, mechanically, for every attempt, uh, for every casting of this, this is separate from how many questions you ask, how many castings you do. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you 1d6 POW and 1d6 sanity points each time. Okay. Each casting, uh, you can ask multiple questions. The questions, the cost increases by one cumulatively each time. So the first question costs you one, then it's two for the second, three for the third, and so on. One what? A magic point.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Magic points replenish, but POW doesn't, correct?
2: True. So. Unless you unless you go through rolling o one on luck checks or beating someone in an opposed pal roll, then there is a chance to flex your pal and potentially increase it, but it's a very slow process. Okay,
0: you said one d six to 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 have the attempt. Okay, that's it. Um, oh, and I have to pass the. Where's my other dice? Oh, there it is. Okay, so I got sixty power, and I rolled fifty two. And it's going to cost me.
2: Mm-hmm, that didn't land on the my keyboard. It's going to cost me four pal. Okay. Normally, because this is the first time you would cast a spell, um, you would have to roll a half a hard pal. But because you are being instructed, I'll let it ride with a regular success. Okay. Yeah. And then,
0: uh, and then you said it's it's one point for the first question, two for the next, three for the next.
2: Yeah, and one d six sanity as well. D six, uh, five. Ooh. Okay. This is more of a cost that you pay rather than a shock, so it won't drive you crazy. Okay. Not at this point. Where is my
4: sanity? How many pow did you spend, Tom?
0: Was it four? Let me see. Yeah.
4: Yeah, It's a good little chunk. Right, yeah, good luck,
2: buddy. In which case, you you offer yourself and place your hands out in front of you, very much like you have done previously, and you feel cold descend all around you, and just this utter stillness. So, it's almost as if time and space have stopped around you. Again, this rustling sound, like barbed wire scraping on itself, starts to build in front of you until finally there's a sound almost like a whip been swiped through the air and it just slices the very tip of your left index finger and takes one small drop of blood. Okay. And question, you are. Um, so you uh, know this is the point where you were invited to ask your question. Right.
0: Uh, is the nuclear threat, the current nuclear threat, in place because of the Black Brotherhood?
2: this rustling sound starts to form again in the middle of the room, and it slowly distorts. So instead of it being the sound of metal, rasping on metal, it almost starts to become a series of whispers. Those whispers all say one word, and that word is no. All right,
0: that's one magic point down. Mm-hmm. Is, I'm going to ask a second question.
1: Mm-hmm. Is the boat good looking?
2: Well, I think he <laughs> There's only one answer there, surely.
1: Mirror, mirror, on the wall. Especially <laughs> in
0: the shower. Although he doesn't know that I can. <laughs> okay, okay uh, I didn't even open uh, that uh Is... Hmm. If hmm, should have thought of a whole bunch of questions to ask. Didn't I? Uh, uh, Do you want
2: to think for a bit before I then pause to go to someone else? Sure, or? sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, I think we've dealt with. So, are you still cogitating, Postgate?
3: I'm uh, covering the walls of uh, my apartment with post-it notes <laughs> at the moment. Fair All enough. All of them with cryptic bits of, of nonsense written on them. That's my <laughs>
2: sister. That's how I do it. You are uh, making a, a, a glorious mess, shall we say. Then. <laughs> Fair. Um Anything Sally is doing after you hear your uh, after your message comes in?
5: Yeah, I was trying to think of what else I can do um, that could be effective uh, for for the group. Um, you know what, though, uh, what I will do is I will. I guess I'll do a bit of research on these these cults. See how they they operate. Um, see if we're missing something. Um, and discovering which one may be, be uh, responsible for this potential nuclear crisis.
2: Okay. Um, you can give me a Cthulhu Mythos role, or you can give me a Tradecraft role.
5: I failed
2: that one. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you run various scenarios through your head, trying to th- almost think of a, like a process of elimination, trying to think of who would be able to benefit from this, who would not, and so on and so forth. So, if you think through each faction you've got, Brotherhood of the Yellow Sign, it's potentially he could um, that uh, Fraud could want to set off a nuke because it would eliminate his problem if he caught Egmeti with it, and it would be a very... Drastic and with extreme prejudice removal of the person that slighted him But if he's in if he's in town at the same time seems a bit crazy why he wants to commit suicide it's, it's, it's remarkable overkill. So it's take that with a pinch of salt it's also would a lot of um, actors and Stagehands and talent scouts have access to a nuclear weapon. It seems, seems unlikely uh, Black Brotherhood If they've got it, why haven't they done it already? I mean, advertising the fact certainly promotes terror, promotes um, potential chaos from the ripples. There's more of a likelihood that it could be them if they have a nuke. But again, that's a big if. Um, Looking at the Brotherhood of the Skin, it seems completely out of their MO. Why the hell would they want to blow up their hometown? Um, The Disciples of the Tesseract... They've seen that the nuclear apocalypse is coming, but as you've hit, you hit the nail on the head already, saying that it's always present. They have just, they've just seen what might be the inevitable outcome of the Cold War. But does it have to necessarily be now?
5: Okay. Now, just to clarify,
2: the uh, Tesseract folks and
5: the ones who want to ascend,
2: are these the same? No, they're, they're two different groups. Um, okay. The Disciples of the Tesseract are led by Iagul, They're the ones that are based in the bookshop, Uh, The other group, the the Ascension cults, uh, as you're referring to them, they are led by Ekmeche, and they are somewhere else. Um, In fact, you you did actually get told where they were. Um, Vahidi said that they were based in Leander's Tower, so in the middle of the Bosphorus.
5: Okay, so, I mean, looking at all these groups, I think the the, uh, the Ascension group are the ones who are more likely to do so. Um, Like you were saying, these other groups want to, I guess, maintain their power. And how are you going to maintain it if you destroy everything? Whereas mm-hmm. these folks want to ascend and leave their earthly vessels to become something other. So, in my opinion there they should be our, our main focus.
2: It's a reasonable hypothesis.
5: Yeah, and i i mean, eventually, when I get uh, when we go back up to the roof, I'll bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but yeah, pretty much that's what she's doing, she's doing some research and even though she didn't really come up with anything new um, it did spark this idea
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and ideas what count Eamon so you, um, you've you had a conversation <laughs> most of this will probably end up going through Bennett then as uh, Leighton apparently has just gone into a meeting with someone uh, a rather important meeting by the sound of it um but you have put in place everything you need to get A- up um out of uh, out of the city. and um, the earliest that she will be able to leave is tomorrow morning. So you have her for one more night. If you are happy to get her out of the country. She is certainly happy to leave.
4: Alright, I'll take care of her for an evening. I don't think I have much planned right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and he's talking to Bennett, right? Yeah. And now here's my second thing. I want weapons, and <laughs> he goes off on, <laughs> he goes off on this little list that I copy pasted
2: yep could... right. um she is more than happy um you know that she is wet works. so mm-hmm. you you are asking the person that has no objection to you to being asked basically oh. can to get some guns
4: I didn't know that i I have a new fondness for this lady now, okay, oh
2: yeah yeah she um she mentions to you sir so when you start listing off these items that she um. She actually opens up a little bit. Oh, nice. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know if you know much of my background, but I used to work in um, U.S. Air Force Intelligence before moving over to the CIA. Um, being a trained sniper, I've had a few um, issues that, or a few missions that would involve the use of much of this equipment on the list. So I can uh, I can just recommend or wish you good hunting.
4: Oh, yeah. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And now that I know that we're going to have to um, perhaps get together sometime and discuss militant <laughs> operations.
2: <laughs> well, if you, if you need any help on any op, just give me a shout. I will, I will do that. Okay. Yep. Um, she says she'll start processing the requisition papers.
4: All right. And I, I was also on the side, I, I guess, and maybe beforehand, he would check with the rest of the group and like, Hey, I think things are getting a little crazier. Does anybody want any type of thing, any type of action munitions, just in case? And he would get those requests. I already requested a handgun for Jacoby because I know he wouldn't do it himself, so I just I took that on myself to do that for him. But anybody else, you
5: know? Yeah, I'll 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 go for some some uh some equipment as well. I mean, I can't have uh, Robert having my back all the time, you know taking out that sniper like he did so, I, mean, I need something to protect myself with
4: sure. yeah you may be to take the full list of anything else you know we can talk about it later it doesn't matter now but and be like here it is and then i think that's about it for him then go back to check on her and tell her what's up and and then just hang around until someone needs him so
2: gotcha Right, we'll loop back round to Jacoby again then. Have you had any thoughts on what questions you would like to, for other questions you'd like to ask?
0: Yeah. All right, so I'm standing there still with my hands out. Um, hmm. Will the Soviets stage an incident sometime within the next 30 days to facilitate their invasion of Turkey or Istanbul? Oh.
2: Didn't think I was going to ask that, did you? <laughs> it's, it's, it's honestly a tough one to answer yes or no okay. to. Um,
4: It's the first time ever that Daleth has ever answered. Maybe. Well,
0: no, yeah. because we know that he sometimes answers in probabilities.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So the answer
2: might be 60%. <laughs> it's
4: not so clear. Oh. Ask again later.
2: In which case, this, I did put a contingency in for this particular, uh, this particular uh, incident. If the question could be answered with both a yes and a no, no cost is paid. Oh... So when you're listening to that rasping sound, you have a conflict. Some voices say yes, some voices say no. Um, there, is, there, is another, there is another factor at play here. It may, may be something to do with the, uh, with the wording of your question or maybe there are external forces that it will determine whether that happens. But at the minute, that is in flux. It's not set in stone. Correct. All right. Um.
0: Uh, well, my final sets so cost me two points.
2: Well, that doesn't cost anything because oh, okay. I say yes and no.
0: All right. Um, hmm. Is there a deadlier threat than a nuclear war coming to Istanbul? Uh, so I'm not wording it uh, cleverly enough is there a threat present in Istanbul right now that is more dangerous than the possibility of a nuclear threat dangerous in that mm-hmm. the loss of life more
2: yeah I think that the answer for that has to be yes. Okay.
3: So taking
2: into points. account everything that's again, this is all potential. Right. But yeah, there there is something out there that if it goes very drastically wrong, is gonna be worse than a nuke. Okay.
0: Two more quick questions. <laughs> two more questions, Daleth. Uh, <laughs> is is Utkumajash. Uh, uh A member of the Brotherhood of the skin,
2: that rasping sound doesn't take very long to formulate the word yes
0: yeah. okay oh. final
2: final question
0: will I learn enough about the fish people to finish my book <laughs>
2: again, there is somewhat flux here because there are so many other elements um, that hold, could potentially hold you back there. But amongst that yes and no mixture of rasping metal, uh-huh. maybe it's just wishful thinking, but you think you hear more yeses than noes, but you still don't pay the cost. Okay.
0: By then I'm probably exhausted because I've lost 5.6 five, mm-hmm. 5. points of magic. Mm-hmm which reduces me actually at this point down to like two.
2: Okay. Yep. So you are feeling a little bit drained. All right. I, I think on that um, that bombshell, so we're having a shorter session for tonight. I think that's a suitable place to leave it for the minute.
4: Cool. Nice.
0: I'm going to get band-aids. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a lot of band-aids.
0: <laughs> Our players included Jeff Wilkins, Lucas Glashower, Mick Swan, Wayne Worthy, and myself with with Matthew Sanderson as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production. In order to create a richer listener experience, we provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows, and leave us some comments we love hearing you.